0: Nobody asked you, Kevin! Mrs. Simbin Queen! If you know what I mean! Mrs. Sidman Queen! She taught me everything! We're down around
1: our Hello and welcome to Nobody Asked You Kevin. My name is Kevin and I have a special show for you today. I previously mentioned on another show that I had seen Buckcherry's War Paint Tour as they came through Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, Buckcherry put on a hell of a show, but one of those bands opening in support of Buckcherry that night was a band named Joyous Wolf. And their live show impressed the hell out of me. I had not seen them live before. Uh, I went and saw them. They opened for Buckcherry, like I said, and they impressed me. They had such a lively, badass rock show. Um, That intro music you just heard a few minutes ago opened the show. That was Joyous Wolf's cover version of the classic rock staple by Mountain, Mississippi Queen. Well, Nick Reese, the vocalist of Joyous Wolf, was gracious with his time, and he called me up the other day for a quick chat about his music, his younger days, his thoughts on cover songs, and I even get him to answer a few somebody-had-to-ask questions. So let's listen as I talk to Nick Reese of Joyous Wolf. So today I'm speaking with the lead vocalist of the American rock band, Joyous Wolf. Um, his name is Nick Reese. Uh, so welcome to Nobody Asked You, Kevin, Nick. I, I thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk with me today.
0: Anytime, man. It's a pleasure.
1: Um, you doing okay
0: today? Yeah, man. It's a, I've had the last couple of days off, and we're going to play a show in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan today with uh, Pop Evil and Buck Cherry. It should be fun. It's an outdoor show. It should be a... Should be uh, something to remember for sure.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, just uh, Pop Evil's coming through here uh, here in the next couple weeks. So I'm, I'm looking forward to actually seeing them. Uh, I've seen them one other time. but uh, uh, And that's, uh, I first heard of you guys, Joyous Wolf. Um, I Basically, I believe it was when I saw your cover of Mountains Mississippi Queen. Mm-hmm. And it was late last year. And I mean, I thought it was such a masterful cover. Um, So, why cover that specific song?
0: I think we just wanted to do something that was in our wheelhouse. And sonically, that song was very much something that we saw ourselves being able to do. And we liked the song, and it has a little bit of history. It was a song that we, a song that Blake really enjoyed and showed Robert and I when we first started the band and we fooled around with it a couple of times before then just, you know, just for fun. And I think mainly is because it's not an extremely popular song, you know, it's not like, you know, like a Soundgarden number or, you know, even some other huge hits from the seventies. I think, I think we wanted to avoid, uh, you know, looking like it was like a, like a cash grab, I guess. And and you could say we, we didn't want to, We just wanted to do a song we liked and, you know, it's great because not a lot of people know about Mountain, you know, a lot of modern people, you know, modern, uh, the modern generation, you know, and um, it was our kind of way of, you know, tipping our hats off to some really talented guys who were in that band.
1: It's one of my favorite songs of the the late, I mean, 60s, early 70s. So I, I, I appreciate that cover. It was a tremendous cover. I actually saw you perform live here in Indianapolis uh, back in June uh, mm-hmm. when you were opening up for Buck Cherry on their War Paint tour. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I, I want to say that uh, you rocked the hell out of the place because I, I absolutely loved your performance. Um, and what stood out to me was you as a vocalist. You have so much energy on that stage.
0: Uh, I which... mean, it, it's, it's all, you know, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> yeah. <You know?
1: laughs> it's refreshing to see. I mean, I think it's refreshing. I mean, you're not a stagnant person up there singing. You're, I mean, you're all over the place. You're, I mean, you're high energy and, and many of the vocalists today, at least the ones that I see don't have that energy, but you do. And that, that's awesome. Well,
0: I can, I can agree with you there. That's very true. You know, it's a, it's a big reason why I do it because, uh, I don't like, I never liked that, you know, Everybody wants to be Jim Morrison, but no one is nearly cool enough to pull that off. You know, (laughs) you know, and uh, and it's uh, I I I like to move, and I like to I I I consider it like just almost like deciphering what the dudes in my group play. You know, and it's we're a high energy group, and like I just need to. I, I feel like it's my way of punctuating, you know. What the guys are laying down, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're you're up
1: there flipping around and doing the splits, and I even, if I remember right, even one time you launched yourself off that stage, yeah. and into the crowd, and that was that was that was awesome. Um, but uh, I was I mean, of the
0: front and back flips in the crowd and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, again, you don't
1: see much of, and I, I mean, that's I love that sort of thing. But I was thinking about your band sound. I don't know how to describe you. When I hear Still. Joyous Wolf, I get combinations of certain bands that I think.
0: Um, I mean, I feel like that's any band, you know. I mean, uh, I'm glad it's hard. I'm glad it's not easy, you know.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what you hope for when you start your own group. Is You, you don't want to sound like your favorites. You know, you want... You, gotta, you go to the school, you know, really, you know, listening to music, it's like going, say like taking a course, you know, and you're not supposed to just, you know, you read A Tale of Two Cities, you know, in hopes of inspiring you to write something yourself, not to rewrite A Tale of Two Cities, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, so I mean, can you talk about your sound for a minute? What do you see it as? I mean, what do
0: you draw inspiration from? When you... We're a hard rock band, you know, Um we're, we're a rock and roll outfits with a kind of a, I think a it's like a modern take on it. You know, we just sort of apply the, our own thinking to it. I, I don't really know how to make it a bit more descriptive. You know, it, it's, it's our version of it. I suppose to say, you know, like there's a lot, been a lot of rock and roll bands, you know, the last 100 years. And, um, it's just sort of what it ended up being we you know we came together and we had no we never tried you know we, we to, to be one to be what we are we just sort of thought okay let's play together and let's see what happens and and that's just what came of it you know
1: yeah so i mean going back to those early days i mean you had just said when you came together i know i i only had found out a little bit of information about you guys I, I know you and drummer met all the way back in elementary school. Is that correct?
0: It was like like a beginning of middle school, like our first day, yeah. Okay, so I, I hate the, the cliche questions, but
1: what got you into what got you into music? I mean, what I mean, what what
0: started you? Me personally. Yeah, you personally. Um, I had a musical f- f- members of my family. You know, my my uncle and my father and my aunt and they all played and, and sang and performed and you know uh uncle was a drummer and and uh they're the thing about them is that they, they it was always that thing where it's like hey you know um the you know, they all tried and failed you know And there was this stigma for music in my family. And, you know, my mother was very much not attuned to me doing it, but they played a lot of interesting music around the house, a lot of really old school stuff, you know, like a lot of jazz, a lot of blues, a lot of 50s rock and roll. And uh, that was just like, that was what I had. And that's what I thought it to be. Like, I didn't get into modern bands and stuff until I was in my, like, Early teens, I was like 13, 14 years old. I started listening to bands that actually existed still, you know, weren't or, or people that weren't dead, you know, <laughs> and um, that that's that started a lot of things. I, I I came up with with that school of thought, I guess, that school of of music, and it was really what uh, spurred me on to all sorts of things like my love of dancing and my love of, uh, of singing, you know, I used to just sing along to records and I I don't know. It was just, it was something that was always like extremely present and you, you just kind of, it just kind of happens, you know, it kind of happened the way it ended up going to a different high school to play sports. And it just so happened that all the friends I would make there that first day, you know, hey, come hang out with us. You know, they all hung out in the music room at lunchtime and they played songs on their guitars. And that was like, you know, eventually I was like, yeah, I want to try this, you know. And I was I was pretty late to the game. Like I was 15 years old and I really hadn't tried singing or playing or much, you know. And it all just kind of came together that way. You know, I, I tried it once and... I got a response from the audience, and I wanted that response every day for the rest of my life.
1: You said since you started late, um, and you were kind of late to the game, what bands were you specifically listening to at that time? You said that your parents had um, like uh, some of the jazz and earlier stuff when you were younger, but once you started getting into it, what were you listening to? Anything specific or just Uh,
0: everything? they were listening to like that stuff, and they were also listening to stuff from their era. So there was like spatterings of the seventies and the sixties, and a lot of eighties new wave music, like oh. The Police and Tears for Fears and uh, Howard Jones, and uh, you know The Smiths, Joy Division, it, a lot of that. My dad and my mom both loved a lot of that kind of stuff, and Flux Eagles, you know. So I, what I've was 15 I was listening to pretty much everything I was I was trying to like because either again there were lots of like single singular songs that I knew and then I would take okay who's this by and then I would listen to all of their discography and that's how I started like kind of mapping out like what my own taste was Uh, the first record I ever bought myself that was a modern rock record was uh, a strokes album it was a is this it and i remember that being pretty profound and then i discovered the white stripes and you know oh, stuff yeah. that was around stuff that was around at that point you know like uh, it, it, you know and and rock tours i was getting into stuff that, like that and and i was revisiting a lot of the stuff that i grew up listening to and you know really getting into it and i got a lot of blues a lot of uh, a lot of like 80s and 70s and 60s bands I was really kind of just going up the ladder like I started with what I knew and I just kept going and reading about these bands and reading about what they liked and it just kind of took me everywhere like everywhere from like Judas Priest to uh Neil Young to you know Cab Calloway to uh, Prince to you know this uh, James Brown and Otis Redding and all of the stacks and uh Motown stuff, and I, I was I was just trying to soak it all in, you know, because because I, I really in, I enjoy listening, you know, as much. And I was also getting into a lot of some some indie bands that were popular at the time, and still some of my one of my favorite uh, uh, Mercer from the Shins. He's the lead guy of the Shins. You know, he really turned me on to. I liked the way that he wrote lyrics, and I remember Young the Giant coming out and being a big band that i was a fan of and like more modern acts and you know everyone liked the killers and stuff back but you know in the early 2000s and stuff and i got into that you know so it was really just everything and You know, and I started, I joined my first band and it was like a punk rock band and it sucked, you know, and, (laughs) you know, there's a lot of bands that sucked before I got into any groups that were okay, and definitely even longer before I got into a band that I considered to be good, you know. So it was just a lot of that, a lot of growing pains and a lot of just discovery and getting up on stage and figuring out if I could do that, you know.
1: From a vocalist standpoint of things, do you have a favorite vocalist right now? That I mean out of anything that's modern, not going back into the 60s, 70s, 80s. Do I have
0: a, do, I, do I admire a modern singer? Is that what you're asking me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um There's a few uh, I think I think if we're talking about modern singers, let's see. Do you mean like in the mainstream or do you mean just in general?
1: Um, in general or mainstream, either one.
0: Okay. I think if we're talking mainstream, I think like singers I respect or like a singer I really love.
1: Uh, that you really love. You love their performance. Love their you performance. Lo- you love how they do their, their work,
0: their job. Their job. Jay Buchanan from Rival Sons, if you've ever heard of them. Oh,
1: Rival Sons. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Jay is on another level. And it's kind of one of those realizations, especially at this point in my life. that uh, No matter how hard I'll try, I'll never be as good as that guy, you know. And so you just stop focusing on that, and you're like, "I'm just going to be the best me that I can be," because <laughs> that <laughs> he, he is, is as far as modern groups go. He he's underappreciated, and he's uh, he, he's truly a, a force of nature. You know, he I've seen him live myself, and it was a, a singular. Moment in my life, it was a, it was a, it it it, it was a, it was definitely a masterclass and and it, it changed my approach in some ways. You know, when I was it was a little uh, right in the early days of of my group and and that was a big deal time and and I look forward to possibly getting to meet him again down the road. Um, but yeah, there's someone whose voice I really love and uh, we're talking. There's some modern singers I respect quite a bit. Uh, you know just like in like I'm a big fan of Sia <laughs> the uh, pop oh the yeah pop singer. Uh, that girl can I love her voice I think her voice is, is right up my alley you know like it she has a lot of soul and a lot of expression and it doesn't sound l- l- plain like I could pick her out of a lineup you know she has crackles and hisses and Breathiness and and, and 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 character in her voice, and I like that a lot. Like a lot of modern pop singers, I really don't care anything for because they just sound like reruns of you know, like the average girl at a karaoke bar singing a Mariah Carey song or a Christina <laughs> Aguilera song. You know, it's just the same vocal roles and everything. You know, and um, thank thank you for saying that right there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the truth. I mean, like I mean, if, any, if I don't really, it it's just it's just my truth, you know, if, if, if people can like whatever they like, but I, I just prefer, you know, I mean, Adele is another one. I mean, you can't doubt, you can't, you really say, talk about modern, really good singers without mentioning her, you know, whatever people feel about her music or whatever is whatever, but uh, as a vocalist, she's incredible, you know, and, and, and unique and powerful. And, and I think I, that's a big thing is I, I prefer singers with powerful voices and but I also like voices that are just kind of uh, simple, you know, like it doesn't necessarily have to be virtuistic. you know. I'm I'm a big fan of Matt Bellamy from Muse, you know. He's mm-hmm. someone who's himself and complete I mean, who the hell sounds like that? No one sounds like that, you know. When you hear a Muse song, it's it's you know exactly who it is as a matter of if it's a new song or one from 15 years ago, it, it, he He sounds like himself, you know, and that that's kind of, I think identity in the voice is, is the most important thing to me. And if we're talking other new rock groups, uh, that's that's a little harder. Um, I really like a handful, really. I mean, I'm, trying, I'm just blanking because, you know, whenever you're trying to think <laughs> of something that cuts you. Um,
1: that's okay.
0: I mean, we... Who else? Like, who else? There's somebody I'm missing, not saying right now. But Um, I mean, you know, people, just someone we toured with recently, like Miles Kennedy sings with Slash and uh, with Alter Bridge is an incredible singer, you know, with a crazy range. And, you know, um, he's been around a while, so I can't exactly call him modern, you know, but, you know, if I could say Matt Bellamy, I can say him. You know, just watching guys like that who are effortless and, and have tremendous power you know and it, it's uh yeah i think those are just a handful of vocalists that i respect and I, okay. I i enjoy their voices
1: i don't know if i said this before but i'm a huge fan of finding awesome cover songs and that's why i kind of brought up the the mississippi queen earlier so just going back to that for a minute i mean rock bands like metallica and hailstorm and in other play, other bands have released cover albums i mean obviously just full albums of cover songs um fighters <laughs> have done covers of various songs as well i mean i'm remembering jerry rafferty's baker street um from a joyous wolf perspective is there anything else you would like to cover or would it just be all original music from now on
0: i mean if original you could from now on and from now on yeah i i'm sick of it to be honest and i mean you know like I, I, if you ask me if I, if I ever wanted to do a cover then i would tell you no you know and and it, we did one and it is what it is but um, no never again hey, i mean that's... like like live is is one thing if you want to like fool around with something live is 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 fun you know but i don't ever want to have to record another cover song again because i feel like at that point if i have to in the future i feel like i must not be proving myself you know with the guys and i you know must not be proving ourselves well enough to the point where we'd have to do that and, I, and that's a big That was a big reason why we picked a lesser known track we didn't want it to be this thing that would be an excuse you know because we want to prove ourselves as writers and as you know as as composers of of of, of our craft you know and and we very much want to be able to make it on our own merits and and not borrowed ones from yesteryear you know
1: yeah, and speaking of the new your original music, you just I mean, I think it was over a year ago that you signed with Roadrunner Records on the Atlantic mm-hmm. label. Yeah. Um you released a seven-track album, Place and Time. So EP, yeah. EP extended play, yeah. sure. Yes. Wanna switch gears to that for, for the rest of the time, basically, because can you talk about that album for a moment, that EP? If someone was getting into your music, what would you pick a song? them to start with would you just say start at I'd, the very you know, beginning
0: listen to the listen to the record just put it on press play and let it go it's a good way to do it I, that's how I, <laughs> how I figured out how i like bands you know just you know, start listen just put a record on and listen you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> now is there any song on that album the ep that um is I don't I don't like the term more special or anything like that but that stands out to you more than the others or is it uh, as an, a whole that you that I, you love
0: it I, th- I think it was a collection of songs so I, I look at it as a collection every song is different and means something to me in different ways you know like so I, I I'm happy about it. every song has its own feeling to it its own energy and and I think that's what we wanted to accomplish more than anything else you know is because I I think one thing that we always tried to do was we tried to write a song for everybody and I think we kept kept that you know good on our word and most definitely wrote a song for a lot of different people just out of the seven that we released on Place and Time you know there's a really a, a flavor I think that everyone would like
1: you know oh yeah um deep Purple's coming through Indy in october and i had gotten tickets for my dad and i to see them because we both <laughs> love deep purple um yes. deep purple is one of those bands i mean the, the the formation one of the founders of modern hard rock heavy metal mm-hmm. that was the first band that i actually got into my dad introduced me to um, i was excited to see that you guys are now opening for them here in indy how does that go about cuz i don't know anything about the music business i don't know anything how <laughs> how how do you do you get called up and asked that you want to open well, for
0: them? or i mean how it goes is you get an agent and it really depends on how much you're if you have a good one if you, how much your agent believes in you and uh, we've been touring now for 2 years you know, we've been out in the country for two years now. You know, the first two years we were playing in California and then one day our agent came and saw us play a show in Hollywood and next thing we knew, we were anywhere and everywhere in the on this continent, you know. And, um, yeah, I mean, really, we, he put us out there and you go play festivals and you pretty much you, every single uh, thing you're set to play is, is like a... An, an interview, you know, it it's, it, you have to go out there and, and show a lot of people that you're worth listening to and worth, worth, you know, a chance. And we, you know, you, sub- you get submitted, you know, and then people look at your resume and they see if, if you're worth it, you know? And, uh, I guess when we landed Deep Purple, uh, they, whoever's over there in their camp thought we were worth uh, taking on for 31 shows. So, it, it's really just because I think we, we've made somewhat of a name for ourselves, and um, and you know, that's the growth, uh, is that uh, bands like that are willing to take us on tour, you know? And, you know, bands like Slash, you know, Slash and Miles Kennedy, uh, with their group, The Conspirators, we were on tour with them in Canada just, just a little bit ago, and you know, been on tour with Buck Cherry for five and a half months. You know, and you know that's coming to a close. And it, it's really just about you know playing as often as you can, and and building your brand, your name, your audience. And if if it if if you are building it, and it's growing well, and things are expanding. Then, you know. It, that, that's a sign that you're doing pretty good, you know?
1: So the new album, the new EP is also called again, place and time. Um, mm-hmm. folks listening to this. You need to find it. You need to buy it personally. I think it's rock and roll at its finest. It's a really good EP um, Thank from, you very be- much. from beginning to end myself. I personally love said too much is my favorite track. I'm glad um, you like it, man. That one's I think is, I mean, all of it's tremendous, but that one, to me, sticks out. What are your future plans? Traveling, touring, working on any new music? I mean, anything yeah, new coming we're, up? Yeah, we're,
0: we're going to start uh, writing the new album. We're going to do a full-length album, and we're going to start that as soon as we're done with Deep Purple. And it's looking like we're going overseas very soon, and uh, that'll be our first time going over, so stay tuned. You'll see updates for that You know, in the coming months and whatever and uh yeah so it's just we're gonna do the deep purple tour and then start writing our new record and next year it'll i think um I could say without a doubt is that you know what we do next is going to just be how it is for everything we do is you know the ep is just really just the tastemaker and this first record is going to be what i think will really set us apart
1: yeah i'm i'm very much looking forward to the future of Joyous Wolf. I mean, you guys are great. Um, so, lastly, I have a segment on this podcast. It's called "Somebody Had to Ask," and I, where I typically ask a guest twenty random questions, and some of them are Let's dumb, and some of them are serious, and some of them are dumb. I'm not going to take up your time and ask twenty questions.
0: Oh, right, you um, do it. Okay. Let's so, it.
1: I'll I'll ask just a few here, and there. What you can't answer yes or no. That's the only thing. These are, these are, you have to have an answer to them. Um, So the first one is, do you have a favorite 90s jam?
0: (laughs) Uh, 90s jam. Uh, You mean like just like a a song from the entire era of the 90s?
1: Yes. Something like, mine would be Blackstreet's No Diggity.
0: Oh my God. Uh, Soak (laughs) Up the Sun by Sheryl Crow. Oh, that's a good one. Everyone's expecting like Rusty Cage by Soundgarden or something. No way, dude. Let's do it. Cheryl Crow can. I'll soak up the sun with that communist in an RV any day. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. Uh, So next question would be: If you're making a sandwich, okay, everybody loves a sandwich.
0: Mm -hmm. At least I hope.
1: Um, mm. What are you? What are your go-to sandwich ingredients? Uh,
0: spicy capicola, spicy salami, pepperoni, uh, mixed greens, and uh, uh, shoot, my, my my I'm blanking on my favorite cheese right now, which is bothering me. Fuck, hold on, hold on a second, Blake. What is the what is that other Italian cheese that's always on sandwiches? Mine is blinking right now. Yeah. Provolone. Thank you. Thank God. Ah, nice. Like a, yeah. Provolone <laughs> or uh, just a plain turkey sandwich, with salt and pepper and lettuce.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm getting hungry right now thinking about that yeah. first one,
0: yeah. man. Yeah.
1: All right. So, okay. We'll go two more questions before I have let you go. But um, I, I know since you're on the road touring right now, uh, it's very busy. Uh, what's the last? Really movie... <laughs> <laughs> what's the last movie you've you watched?
0: Last movie I watched. Um. Give me a second. I don't even remember. Last movie I watched. Shoot. Um. I think it was last time I was home. I rewatched Chaplin, starring Robert Downey Jr. from like the '90s. It's one of my favorite movies.
1: That's a good one. That's a. Uh... Um, do you have any movies that are go-to movies if you're having a bad day and you just need to escape or whatever? And I mean, anything uh, you watch like that, Commando. <laughs> oh man, any of those that's old a, Schwarzenegger yeah, or Stallone movies?
0: The, yeah, I just watch some some dumb '80s action movies. I honestly, I have a I have a passion for really really awful movies. And uh, I watch like the movies that people tried to make real movies but failed miserably. <laughs> and uh, my favorite one of those called Alien PI, and that one always brings me joy. It's it's a movie about space Michael Jackson, pretty <laughs> much named Lenro, Mo- Len who uh, is a private eye on Earth for vacation, and he stops a bunch of space Nazis. It's great. Let's just, <laughs> just just go watch. It. If you wanna, if you wanna watch a shit fest, go watch uh, Alien PI. It's from 1985. It's, it's, it's,
1: it's <laughs> I have it. never I have never heard of that. and I'm gonna find it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you need to do it. Watch it with some friends. You will not regret it. Especially <laughs> my favorite line from the entire movie, which is Hitler. What should I do? Yeah, just uh, no <laughs> context. That's that's all you need. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if, if you want a really bad movie, and if you ever get a bored day, like, it's mm. in the- theaters now. Oh, God. Um, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and Furious spinoff that just came out. No. <laughs> no? <laughs>
0: uh-uh. You know, no fast anything for me. Those movies are not even movies. <laughs> I,
1: I absolutely adore those movies just because they're they, they started out as I mean the whole I mean car racing sort of movie and then it just
0: del- I mean just evolved it devolved into Rock sliding a torpedo across the ice, yeah, like or yeah. F- up a building. Yeah, I saw
1: that new Hobbs and Shaw movie last night and or two nights ago, and it is so ridiculous and over the top. I was laughing out loud the whole time, but that's only because it was so ridiculous.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'll pass on that one. (laughs) You enjoy that one for me.
1: And then the final question out of these would be, if you had a banner and you could erect that banner anywhere you wanted and have it say anything you wanted, where would you put it and what would you say, uh, what would you put on it?
0: Uh, I would put it... At the front gates of Orange County, California, where I'm from, and the banner would read, "Turn back, it's your last chance." <laughs> See, now you got to explain that. <laughs> no, it, it's just a joke. It's just Orange <laughs> County is not my favorite place in the world.
1: I've I've been to Orange County a few times, yeah. and
0: either, was... that or, or either that or welcome white people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, either one of those, yeah.
1: <laughs> so Nick reese vocalist of Joyous Wolf. I I so appreciate you talking with me today. Um <laughs> I Now I'm laughing. <laughs> I can't stop, but I I'm so happy I, I got to saw you see you perform live um and I get to again this fall. So just uh keep up the great work. I mean, you guys are awesome. Um your band joyous wolf is i think is a gem uh so where can we find you on social media and when's the next show
0: uh do you can find us uh, literally just google joyous wolf and you will find all of our things thankfully there's nothing else in the world with that name and uh you can uh what was the other question you said for social media so then what else
1: yeah social media and then when's when's your next show or when are some of your upcoming uh, shows show will
0: be in a couple hours actually uh, And uh, St. Marie, but uh, if you want to know any of our shows, go to all future gigs, uh, go to joyouswolf.com, which you can find all of our socials on there as well. And uh, scroll to the bottom, and you'll see all of our upcoming gigs. And boy, there's a lot of them left on this year, so Uh, come out and see the show and uh, tell your friends.
1: Awesome. So again, I, I appreciate your time. I thank you for coming on and listening to me ramble to you. Uh, and speaking with me. <laughs> but uh, again, appreciate it. And I thank you very much for coming on tonight or today. Feel the heart. there you have it folks, that was Nick Reese, vocalist frontman of the American rock band Joyous Wolf. They are a hard-rocking four-piece band steeped in the blues, a great rhythm section, a high energy vocalist, an awesome Les Paul rocking guitar player. I'm going to post a few live clips of their show that I was able to capture on my YouTube channel. I will link to it from my blog, The Dose Makes the Poison which is conveniently located at dosemakespoison.blogspot.com The the links to all of these will be in the show notes for this episode. So, go out and support Joyous Wolf. Buy their music. The EP is named Place and Time. You can find it anywhere you purchase music. Um, Support kick-ass rock and roll. That's all I'm going to say. Support rock and roll so one final piece of business today Um, apple music reviews i've gotten two more and one of you will be getting a code for a digital download of one of the following movies either logan avengers infinity war or captain marvel i did have uh, star wars codes Uh, and some other movies, but I did misplace them. I can't find them at the moment, Um, and I'm not going to offer those if I can't find them or don't have them in hand, so I'm going to offer these three first, Jim. The first review comes from Jason Cage. Uh, It's titled Great Podcast, and Jason goes on to write, High recommend. Great for movie and music reviews. Short and sweet five star review, right to the point. Love that, Jason. Love love the succinctness. I love it, and I love it and I love it. Thank you very much. The second review comes from a user named PYs84. And he titles the review Fresh Air. Well, I guess fresh air is better than stinky air. But PYs writes from movie reviews to conversations about condiments. It's kind of my some of my favorite conversations right there. Ketchup sucks. But this show is a great breath of fresh air. Keep it up, Kevin. So thank you very much, pys 84 So with that, I'm going to put both of your names in a hat. And I'm going to do this right here on the air. So I'm going to take these. I've already got um, paper with your names on them. And I'm going to put them in my Detroit Tigers Tom Selleck classic baseball cap, and I am going to put your names in there and draw one out, and the code will go to PYS84. So PYS84, whoever you may be, get in touch with me uh, via email, Facebook, Twitter, but I'll send you a code for one of those three movies, whichever one you would like. Um, We're going to do this again. uh, The first uh the first week of september if i get more reviews i will give out another code so that's it so all right that's all i've really got right tonight i've got a lot of great stuff coming up for the last half of 2019 because we are in the last half of 2019 now we're on the downslope we have some good music to talk i've got lots of great shows that i still have lined up um uh in August, I'm seeing the Doobie Brothers and Santana. Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Um, an Iron Maiden. So I can't wait to see Iron Maiden at the end of the month. Um, I'm also working right now on booking another quick chat with a rock, rock musician. Uh, we'll see who I come up with next. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, the talk with Nick Reese was the first time I've actually ever really sat down and asked someone... About their life and their experience so it wasn't the best performance by me I don't I, I don't think so but I hope as I do this and I hopefully will get more people on I've had some interest from other people but I, I get better at it um, if you've got any pointers for me because I love constructive criticism we don't grow unless someone tells us that we how to do a better job or at least gives us some pointers. So um, if you do have any pointers from me on interview styles and how to do this a little bit better, let me know. Please, I love constructive criticism. Thank you to all of you who listen to this show. Uh, it makes me happy that I have any listeners at all. Anyone would tune in to this show on their free time and listen to me talk about God knows what. You can always reach me on Twitter at the show's account is AskedKevin or my account, uh, personal account on Twitter is at Forensic Talks Guy. On Facebook, you can find the show at the Nobody Asked You Kevin podcast page or by email at Kevin at gmail.com. Go listen to uh, Friends of the Podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there these days. Um, thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Uh, but these are some of the best that I've run across and these aren't the large scale production, uh, the Wondery podcast, the serial podcast. These are the people who are getting in and doing the, the, the hard work there. I mean, we're doing all of it. So, uh, friends of the podcast, pop culture leftovers, heroes of noise, scenic cast, the real Zodiac, wild, pretty things, ADO radio, Are Us, Garrett talks to himself, Movies from the Heart, the Animated Backcast, Nerds, the Leftover Army podcast which includes Tales from the Yard and the Leftover Mon- Leftover Army Monsters podcast, Startcast, um what, Number 1 Comic Books and then the newly created Vintage Geeks. So any of those podcasts go give them a listen if you don't already. You're, you're you won't be disappointed. They're all great people. So until next time, my friends, be the helper the world needs. Be kind. Do no harm, but take no shit.